Hello and welcome to the Treasures Within podcast. I'm your host, Georgia G, multi-passionate success coach and healer for purpose-driven female entrepreneurs. If you're ready to get out of your own way so you can build a wildly profitable business from your passions, this show is for you. Tune in every Tuesday for inspiring... Georgia here. I want to take a quick moment to tell you something. A few years ago, I was stuck in what I call strategy hell. I was literally doing everything to grow my business. I was on all the social media platforms, doing webinars, going to networking events, writing blog posts, sending out newsletters, you name it, I did it. And my business was growing at the snail space. It was so frustrating because I couldn't have worked any harder. I was already overwhelmed and burned out. Do you ever feel like that? It wasn't until a random encounter with a coach that I realized being in strategy hell is a form of self-sabotage. You think you're doing everything to grow your business. In reality, you're stuck in busy work because you're afraid of what might happen if you went all in or reached your goals. In my case, I had a massive fear that if I became more successful than my family, my friends and my partner, they would allow me anymore and they leave me. This fear was buried so deep in my subconscious that I wasn't aware of it until I had a powerful session with my coach. And yet, the fear was running my business and making sure I'd never reached my goal. It was only once I healed the fear that I was able to double my income in a few short months. And my loved one didn't leave me. If you two are working hard, trying all these strategies to go to the next level in your business, you don't need one more strategy. You already have all the strategies you need. If nothing is working, it's because there's a limiting belief that's sabotaging all your efforts. Maybe like me, you're afraid that if you are too successful, you won't fit in with your friends and family anymore and you lose them. Maybe you don't think you are good enough at what you do and are afraid that if you put yourself out there in a big way, you'll be exposed as a fraud. Or maybe Deep down, you don't believe you're worthy of money and success. Whatever it is, trying to grow a business with these limiting beliefs running in your subconscious is like driving a car with a brake on. No matter how hard you try, you're going to stay stuck where you are. If you want to go to the next level in your business and reach those big income and business goals that have eluded you up until now, You must first heal all those limiting beliefs and all stories that are sabotaging you. Once those self-imposed limitations melt away, you'll be able to step out of strategy hell and confidently take action towards your goals. Those tasks that used to feel hard or scary, like going live on Instagram, doing sales calls, or being a regular guest on podcasts, will now feel easy and fun and you'll be able to reach your goals with ease. If you know deep down that healing those limiting beliefs 
and all stories is the missing piece in getting the results and money you want in your business and you are ready to drop the hustle and step into your six figures mindset, I invite you to book a discovery call with me. On the call, you get coaching on the number one limiting belief that's sabotaging your success and keeping you from reaching your next income level. And if we both feel it's a fit, you'll discover how we can work together to heal the limiting beliefs that are sabotaging you, so you can finally build a wildly profitable business from your passions and enjoy financial allocation and time freedom. Remember, the world needs all of your treasures. It's your time to get out of your own way so you can do the work you are meant to do in the world and live a life of freedom on your own terms. These one-on-one calls are limited, so if you are ready to finally make your vision board become your reality, click on the link in the show notes and book in today. Interviews and mindset tools to heal self-sabotage so you can double your income reach those big business goals that have eluded you up until now and create a life of freedom and abundance on your own terms. I'm really excited about today's guest. Sonia Miller is a coach, speaker and best-selling author on a mission to help purpose-driven professionals arrive at the deeper fulfillment they've been working so hard for. Sonia has developed a three-step receive method to help you dissolve your limits and bring to life the joyful potential that lies within yourself, your relationships and your work. Through a selling book, The Attraction Instruction and Receive Oracle Cards, Sonia is passionate about spreading the message that the practice of receiving is one of the most generous things we can embody. It allows us to shift from surviving to thriving and frees us to be abundant contributors for our loved ones and our world. In this interview, we talk about the difference between pursuing your goals versus receiving your goals so you can drop the hustle and start manifesting a business and life that's better than your vision board and so much more. This is a very juicy conversation that can change everything for you if you decide to implement what you discover here. So let's dive in. Welcome, Sonia. I'm so excited to have you here with us. Before we dive deeper into your working conversation, can you tell us a bit more about you, your story, and how you came to this work? Yes, I'd be happy to, and thanks for having me here. I'm excited for the opportunity. Well, let's see. I'm first-generation American. My parents were from Argentina, and my father got a scholarship to MIT, so I grew up in Massachusetts, and I have a brother and a sister. But I like to say that I was raised as the eldest male. My father was the more dominant parent in my awareness. And so it was great in that it 
I was raised to believe that I could absolutely do anything and achieve anything. And so I went to college, I got a degree in business finance. I was working in a brokerage firm. I became an assistant vice president by the age of 24, making a lot of money in corporate America. And I was able to achieve a lot of things quite well. But I discovered in that first job that I was dying a spiritual death. And despite all of my successes in the outer world, I was suffering from an eating disorder. I had, I was carrying a lot of extra weight on my body and the weight wasn't the, the problem because it wasn't about my body because all bodies are beautiful, but it was the self-loathing and the obsession that I had that was just miserable. At one point I found myself standing in the trading room floor in this high finance office. And I just asked myself probably for the first time in my life, now what? Like, what do I want to be when I grow up? Because up until that point, I just did everything that was expected of me. And so it took a while, but I heard a little voice that reminded me that what I liked as a child was magic. And when I asked what magic was as an adult and you know how that could translate to something fulfilling, I was guided to what I call the invisible world. And so I went and started focusing inwardly. And I started looking at spirituality and metaphysics and consciousness and the power of creating our realities with our conscious internal world. <clears throat> and ultimately what ended up happening was I moved across the country and I just embarked on this journey of spiritual growth and development and studying with many different teachers and books and, and leaders and personal growth organizations and leadership development. And ultimately I got a degree in social work. I started my own business and it went from hobby to part-time to full-time. And I started attracting clients and I wrote a book that became a bestseller and the the women in my life at that time, I was part of this international organization, really believed in me and they just kept encouraging me and helping me develop the confidence. And they just kept saying, Sonia, you've got a gift. You need to do workshops. You need to do this. And I did my first workshop and it was sold out and I did another workshop and that sold out and it just kept building. So I learned a lot during those years about back then it was the distinction between masculine and feminine energy. And what I learned was, and this isn't about gender or sexuality, but masculine energy really being the world of doing and feminine energy being the world of being. But it really wasn't until the last five years where all the puzzle pieces fell into place. And I really started to explore, well, I know what the power and the value of doing is through that lens, because that gets validated in our lives and in the world. And that's what happened for me when I was raised as the eldest male. But what is the power and the value of being? How does that produce results? And when I started looking into that, and we can talk more about that as we go, that's when I started to understand the difference between pursuing your goals and receiving your goals and understanding that receiving is so much easier, so much faster, and so much more than we ever imagined possible. So that was kind of the journey that I traveled to my work today. That is a beautiful story. Thank you for sharing. And I love how we already, I was a child, those seeds of what our calling is. And then growing up, we are told it's not possible to do something else. 
but the hidden voice just never really goes away and it's beautiful that when you start pursuing it all these amazing things start to happen for you and it can be hard to receive you know talking about receiving when your life starts being really good and you start getting clients you start having a business you have a best-selling book at some point you can feel like it's too good to be true. I know that I said sabotage when I reached a big goal because I was like, oh, wow, like I received that, but now I'm getting scared. Did you have that experience? Yes. You know, what, what I find is that the doing model of power is based in control. And so whether you call it masculine, whether you call it the physical world, it's all about what you can see, what you can measure, it's data. And if you look at the for the hunter, the hunter identifies a target, a goal, and it makes a plan and it sharpens its tools and it goes out onto the horizon and it captures or kills it. And all of that is about control. So our minds love control. That's how the mind has us pursue safety. However, the being model of power, which is all about receiving is the opposite. It's about surrender. It's about letting go. It's about opening up to, I like to use the metaphor of the majestic tree. So the majestic tree hunts nothing, does nothing, examines nothing. And yet it's this being that is open and receives from life all day long. It receives everything it needs, probably much of what it wants, if it wants anything. And it is provided for, but I like to say it's unselective about it, what it receives. It can't control anything. So if a storm comes, it receives that. If a drought comes, it receives that. And yet that develops its power and its strength when it struggles a little bit. When we start to learn how to receive, some struggle is a natural part of life, but a lot of it is learned when we over-rely on the hard work ethics. So when you talk about it's hard to receive, especially when you reach a goal and, and, oh no, what's next? Part of it is it's actually vulnerable to be successful. It's vulnerable to open up to more and more and more because the more you succeed, the less control you have. And becoming a leader in that way is about understanding that you can only go beyond what you've gone to before when you open up to asking for support and receiving support and letting go of control. And so that is very scary. And it takes a different kind of strength, a strength of the heart to stay open rather than a strength of force, which is about hunting and conquering and controlling. Wow. This just blew my mind because no one explained this to me, but it is definitely vulnerable. We are used to thinking that if you want to be successful, you have to do, 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 and control, control, control. But then at some point, you're right, the loss of control is really (laughs) what is stopping us. You talk a bit more about the difference between pursuing because I I receive, because people may be like, yeah, this all sounds amazing, but if I don't pursue, if I don't work, work, work myself to the ground and try all these things, then how can I receive? One of the things that I really like to illuminate is what receiving is and is not. So in the doing model of power, like the hunter, receiving is about getting. So you get the goal, you get the target, and when you get it, you're done. 
but then you're back into hunting mode again. So it's a constant cycle of hunt, seek, get, and start over and start over and start over. So what happens with goals is that you never reach a feeling of lasting fulfillment. You're happy for a minute, maybe a day, maybe a week, and now you're off to the next goal and the next goal and the next goal. So I'm not interested in helping people manifest their goals. I'm interested in helping people really understand what fulfillment is. And so fulfillment is in the realm of receiving. So the hunter pursues, fulfillment is about receiving. So what I like to say is you don't achieve fulfilled, you feel fulfilled. So fulfillment is in the realm of feeling, of experiencing, of opening right? So what is receiving then? If it's not getting, what receiving is about is opening and allowing life feelings and experiences to flow through you. So when you're receiving, you're actually, you have to release in order to receive. You receive the good, you experience it fully, it moves through you and it passes. And as you let it flow and let it move through you, you're ready for the next thing and you're ready for the next thing. So it's a state of being and understanding, which is hard for the mind that in order for you to feel fulfilled, you must make peace with the fact that you can never capture that fulfillment forever, that it, it comes, it moves through you, it's a feeling, it passes and then the next thing and then the next thing. Now, the way that we make peace with releasing is through nurturing. When we start to learn how to really show up for ourselves and be present with ourselves, that feeling of fulfillment is understanding that you never actually arrive at a final target. I'm fulfilled and I'm done forever. But we actually start to develop this understanding about I can show up for myself, I can count on myself, I can experience that safety and that reliability through a commitment and a relationship that I have with myself. And safety, cultivating that feeling of safety is everything. If you can't feel safe, you cannot feel fulfilled. So what happens is a lot of people look for safety in the outer world, it cannot be found there. So we're chasing, 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 chasing. But when we start to turn within, which is the power of being, which is the power of presence, and we develop this relationship with ourselves that is based in safety, then we start to understand how to tap into fulfillment. Instead of seeking our happily ever after, because there, there is no happily, you don't get there and then you're done. There's always something more and something more. Because like a tree the tree grows forever. It's not like it became a tree and it was done. It keeps growing and growing and expanding and expanding. So it's a state of being. So instead of she lived happily ever after, I like people to take try on for size. She lived ever open to good fortune. I love that. So I like to teach people how to become what I call fortunate receivers which is a state of openness and receptivity and invitation. And when you know how to have that kind of a relationship with life, people start to discover, and this is, this is the big thing that I got through my own journey, that life always offers kindness. Always, always, always. Is this pain come? Yes, sometimes there's drought. 
Sometimes there's a storm. Pain is inevitable, but suffering is optional. And suffering comes when we don't know how to experience safety, cultivate safety, and allow flow to happen. Because the pain will come, but it flows through. And then you're open to the next the next thing and the next thing. And that's where that safety comes from is in trusting the flow. That's an important point about safety because as a recovering control freak, and I'm sure lots of people are still, because we are told to control, right? We are told that if you don't try to control things, you don't have these strategies in place and you try to go for a certain outcome, then you're not going to get what you want. We have an idea what we want and we struggle to control the process and the outcome. Where, uh, and that makes us feel safe. But uh, I'm realizing more and more that safety is just knowing that you yourself can deal with anything that life throws away because we're always provided for and there is always someone, something that can help us if we just allow ourselves to reach that. So... For someone that is like, oh, this sounds amazing, but if I don't control things, I'm not going to get what I want. I'm going to receive something else, but I don't mm. know what that is. And you, and you still feel scared. Do you have any tips now to let go of that control and fully start receiving? One of the teachings that I like to offer is instead of focusing on goals, what we do is we focus on the essence so the form will come. So goals in the physical world, whether it's a certain amount of money, a job, a client, a program that you want to develop, a sale, whatever those tangible world goals are, they are in the world of form, the physical realm. Now you can focus on the goal and you can get the outcome. And you'll be, like I said, you might feel safe for a moment because you feel in control for a moment. And then it's over. And now you're back to not feeling safe because when we are externally oriented, meaning looking to the outer world to find our safety, it is fleeting at best. Now, how do we focus on the essence? Essence means we focus on the feeling, the feeling that we think that goal achieved will give us. So if your goal is to buy a new house, why do you want the house? Well, it's for the feeling of fill in the blank safety, security, a feeling of home, a place to return to, their feelings of belonging. If you have a goal of a relationship, why? It's a feeling, the feeling of connection, the feeling of passion, the feeling of companionship, the feeling of support. So I always like to say that we only have goals for one reason, ever, forever, one reason. And that reason is you're chasing a feeling. There's always a feeling underneath it. So that's the first part is understanding why the, the, the reason that people pursue goals and that's what they're always chasing is they never learned any other way. We live, I can speak for the United States, but in the United States, but I think that this is true for a lot of the world, we have learned to over rely on the doing model of power. It's a masculine model of power. And it's important to have those outer world skills, but they can only take you so far. And so when, when you're hitting that limit, then we need to open up to include this other skill set that is much less familiar for high functioning, overachieving, hardworking people. That is the being model of power. And so the first step is understanding that when we focus on the essence, 
then instead of trying to control the form, we become an invitation. So I like to say, instead of intention, we focus on invitation. How do you become an invitation? This is where we work in your world. Mindset. This is the work of consciousness. This is about where you focus your attention. So one of my favorite tools that I like to give people, it's very concrete. And this is what I teach in my receive experience program is we start to learn how to become an invitation. This is actually the third step in the receive method. So invitation is the final step and invitation. You can do that with statements of willingness. So let's say, let's make it really concrete. Let's say you want to make a sale. Okay. That's your goal. And you want to make a big sale right now. If you want money, sometimes you want money for the feeling of security. Sometimes you want money for the feeling of power. Sometimes you want money for the feeling of freedom. Sometimes you want money for the feeling of relief because you're feeling tension. Like, can I pay the bills? Whatever you want the money for in that moment, the first step of the receive method, A, awareness. You become aware. I want money. Now, once you become aware, instead of hunting, you stop. I call that the power of stopping. Ah, I'm aware I want money. You receive the want. Yeah, I get to receive that want. I get that want. That want can be here, but I don't have to jump into doing or pursuing. I'm going to stop. Now, you become aware and then you let the want be here. That's the second step of the three-step method. A-L-I, awareness, let it be here. I is invitation. So you let the want be here instead of not letting it be here and chasing it, chasing it, chasing it. You want it, A, L, let it be here. You take a deep breath. You shift from your head to your body, from problem solving to feeling and experiencing. Now we're getting into the energy of embodiment, the embodiment of the feeling. And then as you breathe and let it be here, invitation Invitation is that mindset. It can be an affirmation. It can be a question to life in the universe. So some of the ones I like to use are, I'm trying to think of some of my affirmations. Oh, I am willing to discover the freedom that is my true nature under all conditions. I am willing to receive money in expected and unexpected ways. I'm willing to believe that I can receive this sale easily. So there's many ways that we teach the invitation piece, but you let the essence of what you want be here. You invite it through the feeling. And then the action part is do what's in front of you. But you simply do what's in front of you because you're in the moment of receiving an open and you'll be guided each step of the way. So that's just one way to start playing around with. I feel like I have to do something. The best thing you can do is stop become aware, let the want be here, ask what's the feeling. I am willing to feel relief, power, freedom, whatever the feeling is in expected and unexpected ways or in ways better than I ever imagined. And it's, it is amazing when you do that because when you're in hunting mode, you're automatically in resistance. As, as long as you're trying to control something, what you resist persists. If you're feeling lack, you're resisting the lack by trying to control it, you'll experience more lack. But when you let the want be here, let's say you're feeling fear, you let the fear be here. 
I'm aware that I'm afraid. I'm aware that I'm feeling lack and scarcity. Let that be here. I am willing to feel safe. I'm willing to discover the safety within. I'm willing to believe that I'm safe under all conditions. So that's how I start to teach receiving. Of course, it goes deeper than that as you, it's hard to teach something that's embodied in short amount of time, but that's the framework and the rest. I always like to say receiving is one inch mile and 10 million miles deep. It goes very deep into the presence of your relationship with yourself and it produces results. I mean, people, oh my gosh, this is why I teach it. It's so powerful. They receive clients and sales and, and invitations and opportunities and, Family come to visit for the first time in 21 years and houses manifest. I mean, it's a manifesting machine because instead of you having to work hard, you become an invitation and life delivers. Wow, that is so beautiful. And it is true that sometimes when we try to control something, like even if we get it, there may be something that was much better if you are open to receiving whatever form then that's when the magic really happens. Your life is even better than what you could have imagined because we have a fair imagination, but we can't predict, we can't imagine really just how good life can get. But if you just let it happen, then I find that that's where life really gets magical. Yeah. And I like I'm- to say that the the doing model of power In the doing model of power, like the hunter, you are the sole provider. You have to make things happen. In the being model of power, life is the provider and you have a relationship with life. You can either be open, inviting, and receptive to what the kindness life always offers, or you can try to control life, which means you can only receive a little bit. But when you can open, you can receive so much more. Beautiful. I also know that you brought a book about the law of attraction and why it's not working for you. So for everyone that is listening and thinking, okay, but I am doing the affirmation that say that I want this, but still they're not getting it, still not working for them. What are something that can stop you from receiving? We talked about control, but is there anything else that can stop you from receiving? So when I was teaching Uh, When my work was more oriented to the law of attraction, I came up with a a four-step method in that book. And the biggest part of the whole book is get out of your own way. That's the whole purpose. And so I talk about different ways that we get stuck, we can't receive. And from four different perspectives, one is at the level of the mind. Another one is at the level of emotions. Another is at the level of spirit. And another one is the physical body, right? And so the easiest way to think about it is resistance and attachment are two sides of the same coin. So if you are trying to control or fight against something, or you're attached to something, it's all going to be resistance. So when you say how, what can stop us from receiving and how to move that It's about learning the different ways that we control or resist or get attached and how to start softening that. It's about learning all the different ways that that can show up. So in the mind, which is, I've seen this all over your work, you know, we start to discover 
limiting beliefs, negative expectations, that causes resistance. That means I can only receive up to as much as what I believe I can receive or what I expect I can have. So this is the, the mental part of resistance that blocks the flow. In the emotional world, we do the same. We have, most of us have a relationship with our emotions that's based in control. On one end, the emotions are controlling us. On the other end, we're trying to control our emotions. If it's about control, you're gonna create resistance. I like to say your power rides on the current of your emotions. So emotions are energy that move through your body. But when we haven't learned how to accept our emotions, how to feel safe with our emotions, what's the purpose of our emotions? I have a whole chapter in the book. Chapter 16 is called Harness the Power of Your Emotions. (laughs) And so instead of controlling your emotions or them controlling you, the place of power is you choose to feel, you expand your capacity to actually feel your emotions and understand how when the emotions flow, you can receive the flow of life again, right? So that's another way that resistance shows up. Spiritually, it's usually this feeling of unrest and agitation, and we don't know how to simply be. The power of being and sitting is incredibly powerful. It's along the lines of meditation. So what happens in meditation is a lot of times people think that meditation is about focusing on something. So we engage the mind again, but it's actually about letting everything be as it is with compassion. I tried to meditate for years and I couldn't do it because I had such an overact. Everything I'm talking about I had to learn it. So that's the good news. All of this is learnable because I was so conditioned to be a doer and an achiever, and I got a lot of rewards and validation for it. So I came to believe that my worth and my value was based in what I did and what I achieved. But as I started to move into the being model of power, I started to nurture my natural worthiness, my innate value by receiving my feelings, receiving my thoughts learning how to soothe instead of trying to fix myself. So these are all things that we can explore and be in a discovery process, which contribute to the blockage of receiving and the opening up to the receiving. Thank you for sharing that. And I love how you talk about all the different realms, right? Just the physical, the emotional, the mental, the spiritual. And the thing that stood out for me, when it comes to emotions in particular, as women, we feel guilty about receiving there are two pieces to this because you can feel it about receiving in general who am i to receive all this abundance right but you also can feel guilty for receiving without striving without pursuing without doing all the things and all the work that we uh, see other people doing right do you have any tips on how to overcome that guilt because receiving is our birthright it's just forgot about it so how can we let go of guilt and get, and go back to our being to just being that's 
such a great question. Either we feel guilty around receiving, or we feel like we have to work really hard in order to receive. This idea about transactional value versus innate value changed my life. This idea that you have to work hard to receive anything is something that we learn. The reason we learn this idea that we have to earn everything that we receive and work hard for it, it can come from culture, it can come from our family, it can come from all sorts of places. But a good way to understand it is to understand what the opposite is, which is innate value. So innate value, which means your worthiness and your value already lies within you. Like you said, it's your birthright. It, you just come in worthy. It's about understanding that you are worthy and valued simply because you exist. And the place we can start connecting with this idea is imagine a baby in an ideal family. Okay. We have human families and it's not about blaming our parents or blaming anybody, but it is about understanding because our parents and our environment, you know, we're all products of our environment and our parents, they were products of their environment. So people do the best they can, but in an ideal situation, there's a, a little innocent baby. Okay. Within us is this innocent, beautiful child that is worthy exactly as it is. And what happens is that baby, it cries, it receives a hug. It, it cries, it receives a diaper. It cries, it receives food. It cries, it receives a toy and a smile and kisses. Now, is that baby working hard for anything? No. Is it analyzing or pursuing anything? No. Right? Is it earning anything? No, I call it reasonless receiving. It receives simply because it exists. Now, that gets embedded into our bodies at the nervous system. It's pre-verbal. So this stuff goes really, really deep. But as we continue to grow, we start getting messages about our natural value and our natural worth from our caregivers and from our environment. So if you have feelings and emotions and you cry and you're angry and your parents have a certain amount of emotional intelligence and they can say, oh, are you sad? Oh, are you angry? They hold a safe space for you. They let you be. Then you get the messages. Oh, my feelings matter. I am lovable even when I'm angry. You know, all of these messages that we get means our innate value is nurtured. People who have that kind of a nurturing environment around their emotions and they get their needs met, their basic, there's like 10 core needs that comes from, I'll give you a resource here that was given to me. It's called a book. It's a book called The Emotionally Absent Mother by Jasmine Lee Corey. It's, it changed my life. And she talks about the 10 core needs. And so our mothers do the best they can and our caregivers too. But if we didn't have an emotional presence when we were having our feelings at, at the deepest level, we know that we need love and attention to survive. And so what we start to learn is, oh, well, if, if my feelings and my needs don't matter and I'm not lovable for that, then I'm going to become useful. So then we started to become useful to our caregivers. And as we provide supply, whether it's emotional regulation, whether it's doing the chores, whether it's getting straight A's, and we get a lot of attention for that, but nothing for our 
our soul and our being, we start to learn that our value is in what we supply and in how hard we work and what we achieve. And the rest of us are being internally, that's not as important or valuable. So that's where this comes from. And the beautiful thing about this is even if your listeners are saying, oh my gosh, that's me, you absolutely can learn and to nurture yourself, to nurture your innate value. Nurturing is a huge part of receiving. We do that in our relationships with ourselves. There's an element of reparenting ourselves. And I'll tell you, I work with high level corporate women, high achievers, eight figure net worth. I mean, super powerful. We talk about this stuff because they've learned to be powerful through what they achieve, but inside they either feel invisible, inadequate, or struggle with imposter syndrome. And the way out of that and nurturing the power is to nurture, nurture, nurture ourselves and develop a relationship with ourselves. And then that's when people start to get in touch with what I call personal sovereignty, where you're connected to your power independent of what's happening in the outer world. It's very deep, it's very internal, it's very intimate, and nobody can take it away from you once you develop that relationship. Beautiful. So you have any tips for how we can start nurturing ourselves? We are very good at nurturing everyone else, and we often put ourselves last. So for some, I know that everyone has something different, but I was wondering if you have anything in particular that has worked for you or for your clients that you would like to recommend? The first part is, and I get this a lot from my clients. I think a very simple place to begin would be a willingness mantra. If this resonates for somebody, just try on for size. Every time you're aware that you're struggling with feeling worthy or feeling guilty or that you have to work hard, stop and simply say the affirmation, I am willing to believe that my needs and wants are good and valuable. Simply start there. Because <clears throat> what happens with a lot of my clients is once we start exploring this, they'll say things like, I don't even know what my needs are, right? I don't know how to nurture myself. This is a discovery process. It's a big topic. I mean, I teach an entire course called the Feel Worthy Program. And all we do is we learn how to nurture ourselves, right? So the main thing is, if this resonates, to be aware of it, to say yes to it, and to start bringing in willingness and say, I am willing. I am willing to believe that my needs and wants are good and valuable. I'm willing to discover how to nurture my needs. And when you start to be an invitation for that, it's amazing. You start to receive the books and the resources and the podcasts and the next steps that just keep walking you down that path. This is one of the things that I teach. There's some beautiful resources out in the world, but you know how it goes. When the student is ready, the teacher appears and we're guided to the right people to start learning how to nurture these needs. That is, sometimes you feel like you need to have the right answer. I need to know exactly what my needs are right now. Just ask me a question. But I love that you said it's a process. Allow yourself to discover it and invite it in and, and it's going to be provided for. We are reaching the end of the episode and I'm really curious to know what is the your 
favorite thing that you have allowed yourself to receive up until now? The favorite thing that I've received? Yes. Well, that's a great question. I would say it's exactly what we've been talking about today, that when I... With, when I attracted the teacher and the mentor who gave me the what I call the missing puzzle piece, which is that everything I want in life comes from nurturing myself, that I don't ever have to try to fix myself ever again. I'm not broken. There's nothing wrong with me. And when I really connected with that I have needs, that my needs and wants are good and valuable, that was the missing piece for me that is the gift that keeps on giving. And it's the thing that allowed me to really open up to dancing with life and being a partner with life. And any anxiety that I ever used, I used to struggle with anxiety. I don't anymore. When I feel anxiety, well, I actually don't feel anxiety anymore. But when I feel sadness, or when I'm afraid, or when I don't know what to do, I know exactly where to go, which is what I received. I like to call it, I came home to myself. I really came home to myself. And I used to always call myself the relentless seeker. I'm not seeking anymore because I, what I was seeking was myself. I just didn't know how to get there. So that would, that's probably, it's a great question. That would be my answer. <laughs> I love that answer. That's really powerful. Is there anything else that you would like to mention before we wrap up? People would like to learn how to receive, go deeper. I have a free guide. It's the receivemethod.com. And you can just print it out and learn a little bit more deeper than what we could go into today. That would be uh, my offering. I would definitely recommend everyone to check that out. And for everyone else that want to get in touch with you, you be on social media or anywhere else, where else can they find you? Probably the easiest place is my website, which is surpassyourlimits.com. And you can find all of the social media links and explore a little bit there. Reach out to me. That's the easy place. I'm definitely going to put all the links in the show notes for anyone that wants to go deeper into this work. And again, like who doesn't want to just receive abundance and magic in life so definitely check that out and thank you so much for being with us today this has been incredible thank you so much i've really enjoyed the opportunity and the conversation thank you for listening to the treasures within podcast if you've enjoyed this episode if you found even one small nugget here to help you get out of your own way and build a successful business share this episode with a friend or two so they can benefit from it too. Please follow this show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Leave a rating and a review. Believe it or not, every little action really does help to get the podcast found by other female entrepreneurs who need to hear this message too. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Bye for now.